This is Mission.org. You know, how annoying it is when I myself am just as a consumer, I'm reading a piece of news content and it's just pop-up after pop-up after pop-up of ad. And I can never even get through the content because I'm bombarded with the ads. And that's what our customers experience too. And so I think our goal and role now is to find a way to break through that noise, to create places that we can engage our audiences in a way that informs them and delights them and brings them an experience that's different to what they're getting anywhere else. In this age of fast-moving, immersive, and interactive media, how can marketing professionals maximize their impact on consumers? Our guest today says the key lies in the power of video. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Jeremy Bergeron. Today, we're pleased to welcome Jennifer Griffin-Smith, an accomplished marketing leader with experience at major tech operations like Alfresco Software, Avid Technologies, and GlobalForce. She's now the CMO of Brightcove, a company that helps businesses utilize the power of video to connect to their clients in more personal ways. Tune in to hear the valuable lessons marketers can take from media companies and how they can thrive in the video revolution. Brightspot Content Management System enables marketers to launch in just 100 days. It efficiently manages marketing campaigns on mobile apps or updates investors on your corporate site, handling it all seamlessly. With over 100 plus different content types and templates, marketers can deliver a customized, relevant experience to your audience. Additionally, integrate your current marketing automations platform and SEO recommendations directly from your Brightspot content management system, simplifying tool management. Discover more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends. So for our audience, tell us about Brightcove and tell us about your role there. Thank you for having me. Brightcove is a video solutions technology company. So we offer solutions for all different kinds of organizations across different industries for those that want to take their content and stream it and monetize that to those that actually want to use their content to sell their products and services or engage with their employees or engage with their partners. It is a whole platform that allows you to be able to distribute that content um, and really connect with audiences in a much more powerful way. Hmm. Now, you joined the company at a really interesting time in the world just over a year ago. So lots of shifts and, and changes, as we all know. And there's a lot of noise in the marketplace. And we talked a little bit about this as you came in or how brands can begin to really break through the noise. Tell us some of the things you're noticing brands are doing right. Maybe some things brands are doing wrong. Yep. Great, great question. So I did join in the pandemic, which in itself is interesting to onboard and not meet any of your team and actually do all of my interviewing, never meeting anybody face to face. But the reason I actually joined Brightcove was I've always been in technology marketing. And I really wanted something where I could understand the buyer and something where I thought, what is the future going to be? And how can we learn from what we've been through in the pandemic 
And how can we take that learning and really do something different as marketeers? Because I think we were all sick of doing the same things. You know, these large events and these email campaigns and all the things, you know, building websites and really focusing on data. And they're all important, but how do we break through? Now, the pandemic has just made it even more, this digital landscape, even more hard because now it's the only way that people had to connect because the events were gone. People weren't in their office, so you couldn't send them the high value direct mail pieces you were sending and your sales teams couldn't get them on the phone. So all of a sudden, all there was was digital marketing. And I was just talking to a group of people today, you know, how annoying it is when I myself am just as a consumer, I'm reading a piece of news content and it's just pop-up after pop-up after pop-up of ad. And I can never even get through the content because I'm bombarded with the ads. And that's what our customers experience too. And so I think our goal and role now is to find a way to break through that noise, to create places that we can engage our audiences in a way that informs them and delights them and brings them an experience that's different to what they're getting anywhere else. Where did storytelling kind of become important to you as a marketer and a marketing leader? I know you have a background in Highland and other places, but where did the storytelling part of this adventure start for you? Oh, um, oh, that's really interesting because in technology in the early days, storytelling wasn't part of it because products sold. And so it was all about products and product positioning and product marketing. But someone once told me, oh, good 10 years ago now, I was actually working with a really great brand company. And they said, you know, The king died and the queen died as a fact, but the king died and the queen died of a broken heart as a story and everybody will remember the story. And I've I've remembered it and I use it over and over again because I think that's so powerful that it's not necessarily about the end destination, but the journey and how people can get on that journey and giving people examples of how people have done it, but telling them in a passionate way. You know, we at Brightcove, we're so lucky that we were founded on serving media organizations. So we have some of the coolest media companies creating the coolest content. And so when you think about what they do, if you think about your best show or your movie that you've watched and you come away and you're emotionally connected with it, you're connected to those characters, there's a villain, there's a hero. That's what we all have to create too, because that's how we can break through and we can let our audiences really understand about what we deliver versus somebody else. How can other marketing leaders, other CMOs start to think and act like you said, thinking and acting like a media company, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of brands out there that support video and and talk about storytelling, but there's something different, this nuance with Brightcove. What are some of the things these marketing CMOs can start to, when they're thinking and acting like a media company, what can they begin to yeah, ideate around? Yeah. And it's only something I've learned from coming to, to Brightcove, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to come to this company, because I really believe that as marketeers, there was something we were missing thinking differently. And so when I look at our media companies and what they're doing with content, It's so precious to them because it's revenue. Every person that goes onto their site and consumes a piece of content is a dollar value of revenue or tens of dollars of values of revenue. Everyone they lose is a revenue decline and everyone they can upsell and retain is a revenue increase. We don't think about customers like that in the B2B world usually. What we think about is we might look at website visitors and say, oh, great, I got 12,000 this month instead of 10,000 last month. But think about that 2,000 difference. If you equated a dollar value to that and you thought about it as a media company, well, that's revenue lost. And so that's the way I think about it now. 
every time I can attract somebody, keep them, convert them and grow them and act more like a media company, then I'm satisfying my ROI more. But I'm also satisfying the audience because the audience is consuming in a different way and the audience is changing. You know, the demographics of the buyer is changing. You think about, you know, I have a 16-year-old and an 11-year-old and my goodness, the way they consume content is very different than the way they are used to gaming, right? Watching an Ariana Grande concert through Fortnite is what my son does. So that's serving up content in a whole different way. How they interact with social, how they interact with these channels is they're not going to go and buy something from an organization that isn't serving them up that interesting, compelling content. And so we believe actually companies should build their own OTT channels. They should build their own Netflix type Hulu type channels. And, you know, websites will still always be there, but video content that is engaging, that is about teaching them, inspiring them. It's not all product sales. It can't be, it can't be all just about, you know, bright curve, bright curve, bright curve, but we're seeing that having really great results. Is there anything that you're, I know you mentioned you have two children. Mm -hmm. Is is anything else that they are in the way they consume media inform you as a marketing leader, just the way you're thinking about your approach or at work or campaigns or, yeah. Video, fast. They can't stand anything that is written or slow. Everything is fast. It's becoming more immersive, which I actually think, I think there's a, there's a whole load of developments going to happen in video, which is, which is truly exciting to me as a marketeer too interactivity, for example. So if you, we just had a conversation with a group of people about gating assets. When do you gate a video? Do you gate all videos? I don't think you should because not all videos are the same quality. We at Brightcove have started, you know, paying a video for 30 seconds and then getting it because then we think they're interested if they stay on till a certain period of time, or if it is a product demo and they get to a certain point, then gate it because then they're interested. Then we want to get their information. But not many people sign up for information now. I mean, my children certainly would. Well, my son probably would want to, but I would caution him against it because we'll have all kinds of information being shared out there in the ether that we wouldn't want to. So they consume fast, they consume frequently, and they are influenced. They're influenced by things that they see. They're influenced by channels, but they both, even at their ages, watch a lot of these fast pieces of information Mm. and they just think, why doesn't somebody serve me up the recommendations like Netflix does? Oh, look, mom, we can watch this today because that's how we have to start thinking. And that's the way these media companies using recommendations and intelligence to know what we've done. And as marketeers in B2B, when we match that with some of the other digital technology we have, it's really powerful. A lot of marketing organizations have almost reprioritized metrics in the past year and changed. Has anything shifted the way you look at metrics or one metric becoming more important than the other? Yes. Oh, the metrics conversation <laughs> is always a big one. I think that certainly as a CMO too, and, and I would be really interested in other CMOs' opinions of this, I think we also have a role in changing the perception of boards in understanding the impact that marketing has, because classically we're asked, how are you showing a return on your investment and how you're driving revenue? And revenue comes, but also the buyer is engaging and consuming differently. And they don't just come to your website and fill out a form and say, hey, contact me. They want to be given information. They want to self-serve themselves. And so I think we are seeing actually more metrics and more engagement metrics and more the intertwining of metrics. So 
what happens from social media to your, for example, we have something called Play TV. It's our own Netflix-like site. So if I'm posting something on social media, how's that driving subscriptions to our Play TV? How am I going to integrate that with lead nurture programs? How am I going to integrate that with my Sixth Sense type marketing platforms that allow me to understand the true intent of what somebody's doing? So I can serve them up information that's relevant to them. I think people are sick. They've just been sent information. I had a great example. Actually, here we are at the Forrester event. And as soon as the list opened up of people attending, I was bombarded in my email. I mean, come meet me, come meet me. You know how many you got. And most of the time you're like, yeah, yeah, I know your booth's there. I know you want to buy me a coffee. But one company really stood out to me this weekend. Um, They actually served up ads to my own personal social media sites that had my name in it and said, we would like to help Brightcove and you target your customers like we are targeting you. We'd love to take you for dinner at the summit. One, they were telling me they want to help me. Two, they knew I was going to the summit. And then the next day I got an email offering me this actually great spa credit. And so I'm kind of putting the two together. I actually sent it to my team. I sent it to my team as an example of this is one of, this is the only one that I have responded to and reacted to out of all of them because they linked it together and got me in multiple places. That's amazing. I, I, same thing for me. I mean, I, I, I made the mistake of checking some box when I signed up for the event where I allowed everyone and their mother to email me and message me. And it's just at first, oh yeah, this is a happy hour, but then you get 10, 20 after hours, parties, VIP, this and that, and it's overwhelming. And there might be some legitimate brands that I want to connect with, but there's so many and they're not personal. They try to be. Right. So I ran to the same challenge. Right, right. You know. um, and you know, not one of them sent me a video message. Interesting. Not one of them sent me a message that was on video saying, hi, Jennifer, I know you're going to be here. You know, I know Austin's going to be this, that and the other and, you know, would love to connect with you. That personalization through video, people don't understand how that really helps. In the same vein of video, I mean, because there are a lot of companies that are bullish on video, that are doubling down on video. But what mistakes do you see some companies make when they're trying to make or use videos? I don't know about mistakes so much because I don't, I think you've got to try with everything and you can, once you try, then you know. But there is definitely a time and a place for using certain types of video. Actually, the mistake I would say people use or people come across is they think that they don't have video. I actually had a conversation with somebody today that said, how can you help me create more video? And so my question was, you're creating brand videos, correct? Yes. And they're with your agency. Great. I said, have you held any webinars or virtual events recently? Yes. And I said, how many? We talked about number of hours then you've got hours of video. You don't think they're video because you think of it as your virtual event. But if you can slice that up and take it, even if it's just a talking head, even if it's a 30 second or it's a four minute product demo, you've actually got more video in your company than you know, but you just need to be able to manage it, reutilize it and repurpose it and then get everybody using it. That's really interesting. Or put a video over the top of a white paper, but people will open it if you put a video over the top of it. Just record a little video to go with a white paper. What about, you know, it seems like today's B2B buyers are fragmented. They're, you know, they're making decisions off in the corner. They're not really easy to to engage with. In terms of just demand gen and some of the, maybe some of the things you're doing high level, what are the things you're you're seeing work really well using, you know, Brightcove or using some strategies that are engaging these interesting buyers? Using the channel, the Play TV, right? That is getting 
definitely, I think, more interest than, let's say, the website, right? Because it's all video content and it's not all ours. It's We see that as the source for, if you want to use video, this is where you should come to find out everything about video. And so we are very focused on it, not just being Brightcove content. Account-based marketing, which we've been talking about forever, but the ability to actually know, first of all, who your accounts are that you want to target, and then stitching together these different pieces of technology to know that you can serve up the right information. What I love when I see my team come back and say, look, there's this account. Now there's these 10 people. And this is what these 10 people have done over the last period of time. And you can serve that up to a salesperson. That's eye-opening to know where they are on their journey, right? That just helps us be more tailored. Yeah, the ABM word is thrown around a lot these mm. days. I'm always curious about approaches there. It's certainly something we talk about as a leadership team. In terms of just experimenting and trying new things in marketing, are you pushing the envelope? Do you have a team set off doing R&D, trying new things? If so, what? Yes, we try new things from just digital perspective. Because we are global, it varies per region too. You know, some things just do not work. In other regions, we have the whole GDPR and data compliance issue sure. in EMEA, which is hard because going after those contacts is much harder. We're open to actually taking those calls and having the conversations to see what else is out there. I think that building our own channel was definitely our way of experimenting. And now we're looking at what are we going to do with that channel? And also third-party engagements, like how are we going to work with partners? We have a marketplace. How do we create a marketplace of partners? Because we're all about digital marketing and we all do a component of it, but we can all benefit our customer when we bring it together. And so partnering with people and looking at ways in which we can partner. And some companies are good at that and some are not. I mean, we've had partnerships with some companies that it's just the, hey, will you pay to be at my event? And I'm like, it's not really a partnership, right? Like, how can we do something by really going to an account and looking at what we can do together? And then your role as CMO, it's, in my opinion, one of the most unique executive roles in, in the C-suite because you have to align with all the stakeholders, CEO, all the way down, and you have an awesome background. What are some of the things that you've done and are doing now to align with stakeholders at, at Brightcove, especially in the world we're at now where we're not all together? Maybe the leadership team is, I'm not sure, but what are some things that you're doing to make sure you're aligning with the CEO and Great the CFO? Question. Great question. It's one of the reasons why I love being a CMO because I think it's one of the only jobs where you truly have an insight into all these different functions. Because if you aren't working with the product leader to understand when things are going to come to market and how you can help the sales team monetize that, plus help the customer, like the whole thing between, it was mentioned on the, on the main stage this morning between customer success, sales, marketing, and product all being in it together. One thing I think about marketing is I've led marketing teams and marketing people where it's all about marketing and it's, we are doing our thing and this is our marketing source pipeline and this is the way it's going to be. And if you want to be a single island and you want to be able to measure just what you do and prove it, don't go into marketing <laughs> because the only time you're ever going to be successful is when your revenue is going up. I mean, it's like sales, right? And so it's tough when things are not going as well because it's, it's also marketing fault. Like it's just like we're, we're in the bag with sales now. And one of the things I think we do really well at Brightcove, and we partner very closely with our sales organization and our product team. And actually our sales leader just last week said to me, please tell your team, thank you for the openness. Because when we get on a conversation about pipeline, we all own different parts of it, but the end result we all want. And so it's nobody's fault. And we will be the first to say, 
we don't think that worked or this conversion rate isn't the way we want it to be. It's not all rosy, and but we're all in it together. And I think that honesty and making that connection between those groups really helps. Thinking about your past year and change there, it's almost two years, right? Is that, or is it about a year and a it half? It was early December. So I don't know. Time okay. goes away. I don't- Serious. <laughs> so, so thinking about your time there, what's been your two, kind of two-part question is what's been your a favorite failure that you've had? Maybe just a really amazing learning in the time you've been there. And then what's been your best day? What's been your favorite win so far there? Oh, favorite failure. I think we have a motto of trying things and failing fast as best we can in marketing, because there are things we can do, especially with digital marketing really quickly. I don't know that I would consider any of those failures because you've got to try them. As we talked about, you've got to try them. We're learning every day, thinking about doing things that doing the ideal customer profile, actually spending time on figuring out who our ideal customer was, was a was a really great initiative and a one in the beginning where you can go, oh God, what a, this is data cumbersome. Where the rubber hits the road with that is like we did the project, like the theoretical project and we did all our scoring and everything. And then we got the data. It was actually when we sat with the regional sales teams and said, this is what we think your ideal customer is. And it started with the, why are they in there? What's this industry? That doesn't become ideal. But that's where the word becomes reality. And now I feel really good about us having whatever you want to call them, ideal customers, name set of accounts that we are in agreement as a commercial team. That was a tough group project that is never going to be done, but it was definitely worth it. And I think we learned some things through that in working together as a sales and marketing team. Getting Play TV is our channel off the ground, hiring the team, thinking about content. Hiring a specific content strategist was key for us. Just many things, many, many things that we've, oh, and I, and I think cross collaboration across our team, we put a lot of emphasis on the full go to market and who plays what part, as opposed to it being kind of, you know, it's comms and it's product marketing and it's how does it all work together? And how, then how do we work with the sales team to make sure it's real for them? I think that's what I'm noticing and speaking to a lot of marketing leaders is the, the more alignment and trust that exists across those teams, the more they win. They plan together. And it's together. not a perfect scenario. There's always pockets where it doesn't. And as long as you are open and you want it to be right, because we're all in it together and it becomes more fun for the teams too. Wow. It really does. What do you think video will be like in the future? Let's say five years down the road. <laughs> I'm excited about that. One thing I heard from our head of AI and ML we were talking about video and, you know, the voiceover in movies, right? This is, this is a total byproduct, but it's just so interesting is, you know, when they do voiceover of translations and the words never meet the mouth because it's an English actor and it's a, a translation, actually being able to change the video so that the mouth of the actor is working at the same pace as the translated version. So it doesn't look like that to me is mind blowing. And, and, and I can see how that would be. That's great because that's improving the audience experience. I think for us, it's about, I'm going to talk with Dell on Wednesday here at the summit about how they're using video on their websites. And they'll talk about accessibility and how it's been really important for them to be able to make video accessible to anybody that is, you know, speech or hearing impaired. And what does that look like? interactivity, adding interactivity. We work with a lot of consumer clients that want to put, you know, 
shoppable e-commerce within the video? How can you make things, you know, you're doing a live catwalk and you want to actually put a sale up for the pair of pants somebody's wearing. How can you do that? I just think there's going to be lots of advancements and then recommendations, then understanding what's happening and providing more recommendations is going to be key too. So real quick, shout out to Salesforce, sponsor of Marketing Trends. Thank you. For those who want to learn more, head over to salesforce.com forward slash marketing. First question, lightning round we have for Jennifer Smith, CMO at Bright Cove. What are you betting on for the future? Oh, um, I'm betting on the continued strategic engagement of marketing at the C-suite and at the board to drive business growth. Love that answer. If you have to build a marketing team from scratch tomorrow, let's just say, build a new team, who's the first role you're hiring and why? Product marketing. If you had access to a time machine, where and when would you go? Oh, that's really interesting because part of me would go way, 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 way back to like old English Jane Austen time, just because I'm fascinated with the whole evolution. And then part of me will go on 10 years to see where my children end up. Oh, okay. I like that. Last couple questions. What's a skill you believe everyone should have? Empathy. Mm, great answer. If you could effortlessly pick up one skill in an instant, what would that skill be? Understanding how they teach kids maths nowadays. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> Last question. What is one thing you would like to do this year that you've never done before? Ooh, go to Napa Valley wine tasting. You and me both. I haven't Never done that been. yet. Never been. That's what I'm awesome. going to do. <laughs> Jennifer Smith, thank you so much for being on the show. This was an exceptional conversation. Thank you for having me. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.